And I just, before I had, I did that little plug. I want to do another plug right quick um, to just warn everybody um, something that we are dealing with. Um, I want you to put up this picture, or they have it up already. Um, you know, those are not his daughters. Um, when I saw this picture, <clears throat> when I saw this picture, I immediately began to weep because um, I knew it was not the girls that were crying that got me. It was his eyes because you don't know the testimony. These two girls were brought because they were literally insane. When I say insane, as insane like monsters insane. They had demonic spirits of insanity. And so, uh, you know, he was able to deliver them. Y'all remember the guy that the Bible says was a lunatic in scripture? Said that this dude was hanging out in caves, cutting himself, howling like an animal. And, uh, and so, you know, it was across my feet. You know, this is one of Bishop Oedipo's sons, Paul and Nietzsche. And uh, he's one of the two guys that I told you about in the dream. And so, uh, so, you know, when I saw that, I immediately knew that look in his eyes. That is the look of a man that cannot understand the evil that he was just used to destroy. That's the look of a man who was used by something greater to destroy something that was greater. That is the look of a man that just can't understand why evil is so evil. I know that look because I've had that look several times. You know, you, uh, um, I do not understand and we don't understand the wickedness of the devil. You don't. Understand a creature that follows you all day to just see if there's anything that they can trip you up in that will torment you. I mean, I don't mean to be gross. I don't think I have any small kids in here, but if, let me tell you something. You're talking about beings that if they could just peel off your skin inch by inch. I mean, this is ecstasy. We can't understand this. And, and you know, we had another, show that next picture. You know, I got after it was all over, you know, his wife was overcome with, with just joy and gratefulness. She just began to worship the Lord. And then you have another scene where Nietzsche, you can go to the next graphic, where Nietzsche, he's just over, mm, I'm sorry. Thank you, Lord. I'm sorry. <clears throat> certain images take you back to certain moments. There are things we are dealing with, y'all, we don't understand. 75% of the calls that we get now, call and email as people who have demons and can't find a church that can help them. 75% at least. And we have seen some stuff, y'all. I mean, there have been a couple of sessions I had. I had to walk away and go into the bathroom and weep and then come back, put my game face on. Cause you just can't understand, you know, one of the, one of the ones that one of the deliverance that my wife did, a little small girl, we gotta have four guys holding this girl down. Seems like the most violent ones are in the younger. The younger they are, the more violent they are. Hey, and got four men twice my size holding this girl down. And when it was over, all uh, I was, what was three, was it three women, four men, three? And when it was over, all three men just broke down. We these a big guy, all just weep, cause they just can't believe that something this evil exists. You got these two twin girls and both of them got spirits in them that make them insane. 
And the girl, go back to that first picture. And the girls are weeping because they know they've been set free from something that they don't understand. So why are they sitting up there crying? They just got free. I mean, y'all, we didn't got phone calls of people locked in dimensions and won't move, can't go anywhere, don't even know where they are. Do a deliverance one time, and the person, we set them free, and we say, uh, you, you, you welcome back, and they say, well, where was I? Gone for three weeks. Thought it was a nap. So we're getting ready to do some things, and it's going to be insane. I told them we're going to do it under the radar. If, if I don't do it under the radar, everybody and their grandma will start talking about me. I will, my name will be on pulpits because, you know, they're going to blame it on me. But when you do something unconventional, the attacks are unconventional. Everything is not meant to be broadcast. Look what we get ready to, look what we get ready to. And you wonder why they blow your house up before you even can serve the first meal. Some things you got to do under the radar. Some things you got to prove and do first and then tell people. So when they talk you out of it, you say, too late, dude, I've done that. Talk about. I'm telling you, it's an evil out here. It was always out here, but it was hidden. And, and the more men fall prey to perversion and sin, and, and I mean, we all make mistakes. We're not talking about that. We're talking about this is an evil generation, just evil. And so because the generation has become so evil, evil no longer feels like it really needs to hide that much. For two reasons. One, y'all embracing us. Secondly, the folk that's supposed to destroy us can't because they don't even believe we exist. We don't send y'all to the philosophers and the counselors and the psychiatrists and they themselves are crazy. So when the answer is the church has to rise up and do things unconventional, don't care what nobody thinks and bring a bat to the devil's mouth. That's the answer. But nobody wants to seem to bite that bullet. I'm going to see if I will bite every bullet that they got. I might preach with an AK-47 in my hand sometime. Case the devil come in physical form. But that's those eyes. When I saw that, I mean, there was mm, Jesus. I got to stop looking at it. When I saw it, I mean, I mean, there was no hesitation. I immediately broke because I knew what his eyes said. We are seeing things, y'all, that are just beyond comprehension. That's the look of a man that ran into an evil that is beyond his dimension and capacity to understand. And he's bewildered because he was just used by a power to destroy that type of evil. And he's like stuck on a bridge. It's the man in between the war between two gods. And he can't, under, he can't understand the power of wickedness, nor can he understand the power of God. He can't understand how this would even be allowed. That's also the look of a man that knows that almost 90% of the planet has this problem. And he can't get to him. So. 1 Peter 5, 8-9. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I mean, no, he's looking. Come in front of your house, you tell him, keep on going, ain't nothing here, ain't nothing here for you. Before you get knocked out. Stand casually against him. Stand religiously against him. Stand, you got to stand firm against something. It's because something is trying to knock you down, push you down. 
You got, you got to ask yourself, y'all, what is going on in the invisible realm when your father is using language like this? He says something fighting against you every day. It's worst thing in the world is to make decisions because something was fighting you and you didn't know that you were being fought. You're just being pushed to do certain things. And I mean, no, all of us have gotten in trouble. And after you got in trouble, you were like, why in the world would I do something that's stupid? I don't even know. No, you should say, I didn't even see who pushed me to do that. Then he said something very key. He said, remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. You are not the only one. I'm only, it feels like you're the only one sometimes, but you are not the only one. Okay. So, excuse me. That picture very much moved me. It's a different to see a picture versus you have to deal with that level of evil for two hours. I mean, there have been, there have been, I, it's very interesting, y'all. The only time that I have been tempted to get angry at God and definitely frustrated with him is over this deliverance issue. If you love this girl, then why is it taking three hours? If you want hold her, just some things we just don't understand. And it's deep because I just thought about something this morning. Out of all of the stuff that God told, Jesus told the disciples to do, it was the deliverance that they got stuck on. They never came back and said, we couldn't get somebody healed. You know, we, we, we missed our notes and we don't understand. I mean, he, they, but it was only one thing. They said, we just, we, just couldn't, we just couldn't get it done. It was all them demons. You understand what I'm saying? So... You know, it's, 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 you know, and, and what they're doing out here, you all, is, y'all, let me say something. Whether you are a pastor, minister, apostle, prophet, overseer, bishop, deacon, elder, or you got all of them titles at the same time. Whether you are a Christian, if you're a soldier of the Lord, you've been on a battlefield for a long time, you're a new saint, you're an old saint, you're a Christian, you're a son of God, all of those. I'm going to say something very, 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 very clear. Lionheart Church is not an expert at casting out demons. It is not our specialty. It is not our special gifting. We just didn't know how to do it, and we went and learned. If you want to learn, we will teach you. But you can't keep sending them here because we'll keep getting them delivered. If you don't know how to serve food, quit sending them to people that do, because then the people are going to go where they serve food. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, they're calling us experts and, and, and no, we're not experts. We don't have no special anointings and special giftings. The only difference between my church and anybody else's is I accepted the word and you don't. <laughs> That's the only difference. Jesus said believers, not preachers, believers. This is bad. The, the believers are supposed to be doing it, and the ones leading the believers, they don't even want to do it. He said believers are supposed to speak in new tongues. He said believers are supposed to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. He said believers are supposed to cast out demons. And he said believers are supposed to be superhuman so that if they drink anything or get something like COVID, they won't die. That's what he said about believers. 
So that's why I have no problem not practicing social distancing up in this piece and not wearing masks. And we got hand sanitizer that's been sitting there for a year and a half and it's still full because nobody believes it up in this crazy church. That's why. You can talk about me all you want to, but I bet you you'll die before I will. That's the church. That's the one that Jesus shed his blood for. That's that's what he died for. He ain't died for no okie doke. Just get up and have nice little talks and just. No, he died for us to live on the edge. You know why he died for you to live on the edge? Because if you die, you go to another place where if they gave you a billion dollars to come back, you throw that stuff on the trash. I ain't going back to that little crazy place I just died from. The most dangerous man is the one who lives on the edge because he ain't afraid of death. And you got gangsters that's not afraid of death. But yet you got sons of light that's afraid of everything. And they're going to say that your father is the one sitting on the throne. I know sometimes I wonder, father's like, ah, ah, I might need to disown these people. He did that one time to Moses. You know what he said? He said, Moses, you, know, you go back and read the Old Testament. He started out by saying, Moses, I don't even want to hear it. I'm about to kill these people. Because they didn't got on my nerves so bad. And it's an amazing story. It's bad when God is full of love and all that type of stuff. And, and it's a strange story because at that moment, Moses had more integrity than the one who sits on the throne. The Bible is a very interesting thing. And Moses said, Lord, you can't be doing stuff like that. You know, if you go back and read it, Moses told him, look, man, you done already told all of the sinners in the world who you are. And who you are. And you're going to represent and you're going to back your people up. He said, if you kill your own people, what will the other nations say about you? And the Bible, and the Bible says, God said, you're right. <laughs> Am I lying? <laughs> I'm like, what is? I believe stories are in there. Let me tell you that. Everybody say opinion. I really don't believe God was going to kill them. What I believe is God did what we did with our kids. When you play chess with them and you lower yourself and let the child win so that you can empower the child. I believe that story is in there because God wanted us to understand just how much weight and power and equality we have with him. That's what I believe. But how you know what I believe could be wrong? They're like, well, maybe not. But it's crazy. So, <laughs> ran into somebody yesterday um, who called in because they wanted deliverance. And so I was telling about the church, and she said, have y'all opened back up yet? I, have, I always hate when people ask me that question. When people find out, you know, nowadays, when people find out you're a pastor, and I'm not making fun of anybody to close, so don't get me wrong. I'm talking about this house. Some people had to close. You got to do what you believe, okay? We, never mind, okay? But I hate now telling people I'm a pastor because their first question is, um, so, and I'm like, oh, father. Um, and then, and I would beat around the bush, you know, and then I just like, you know what, I'm just so tired of trying to beat around the bush, turn this into a five minute dissertation. So I just told him, hey, say, look, man, I never closed. I didn't social distance. Well, our church tried that for two weeks and it didn't work. Remember when we put the little tape on the chairs? And you know, like, look at this blueberry foolishness y'all got going up in here. And, and I said, we tried to mask and, and, and then we was just like, Let's just go. And thank God. I mean, you know, God covered us and, and we had some of the craziest services and, and, and it was insane. It was like another dimension and people from other churches would come up here like, 
It's another world. It was always another world up in here. Anyway, but I'm not beating anybody else up. I'm just saying you got to do what you do. See, the thing is, see, the respect is don't talk about the guy that stayed open and I won't talk about the ones who stayed closed. Next time, you know, I didn't do that good of a job last time, but I'm going higher. How, you, how many of you are going higher this year? How many of you are getting better this year? All right.